Hello and welcome to the pod. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs. A podcast by two gay idiots figuring out how to own and operate their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Ah! I did it. That was okay. I she think that was the, the landing, best ladies and gents. You've ever, ever done. What is this, Kayleen? Is this season eight or is this season? What season are we in? A great question. <laughs> I'm not going to look it up. Um, Welcome to think... a, a new season. <laughs> I think we're somewhere between seven and nine. Um, yeah. I'm going to say eight, but um, I'm I'm not a mathematician. Everything old is new again. <laughs> <laughs> so this might be season eight, part two. Season eight <laughs> twice. Do we have any cameos? Um yeah, welcome back, everybody. Newer and brighter. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe duller and more interesting. <laughs> um, Anything is possible. Yeah, we're here and we we're are... queer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perhaps with fewer brain cells than when we last met. Yeah, speaking of which, y'all, we are going to need to. <laughs> anyway. we, we're postponing uh, the retreat and the live recording because uh, I have lost some brain cells. <laughs> Unintentionally. I, uh, I now my. By no know, fault of your own. Yeah, I, I always I kind of talked about it. We were in a, a, a car accident and now we have to seek medical treatment for my brain. So, yeah. um that's going to kind of be like a part-time job here for a little bit. Uh, and it's absolutely cutting, down, cutting, cutting into down exactly when the retreat yeah. is. Yeah. So, um, going to mess around with her travel capacity for a bit. So, yeah. Uh, so stay tuned for more details on all of when the that is to come. All of the attendees have been notified. So if this yeah. is a surprise to you, well, we never got your application. So, <laughs> Or your money, so you're fine. Yeah, and also, uh, nobody ever guessed the astral coupon. No, so, so... you've got more. You've got more of a chance. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be, we'll be refreshing that once we announce the rescheduled dates. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not shame giving up on listeners. that on that scheme. I, I did. I send you that article I found where it was like there's whole budgets going into like they're they were calling it like dream marketing or something like that and right. like yeah for like Budweiser they they want people to dream about their product yeah I feel like let me in on I that like, team that this, sounds like a scam that I can get is, behind what is the difference there between like that and subliminal marketing where they would like insert like half second clips of things into like movies to make you crave a popcorn or whatever yeah I don't I don't know um, I think we're just getting at a stage of capitalism that's, I think, I mean, it has to be hilarious, right? Because what else? I can't think it's anything else than funny because it, then it's going to be terrifying. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I guess, I mean, how do you metric that? You know, how are you like this many people dreamt about Budweiser? You can't like, you I really, really yeah. What's we should the have ROI? that person on the podcast. What's the ROI on that? Like, how do you, 
I feel like it's hard enough to determine an ROI on like a social media manager when you're like, <laughs> yeah, our Instagram is getting views, but are we getting more business? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this person said that she injected Budweiser into the dreams <laughs> of 48 people, but have we seen a spike in sales? Is that related? I want to find, maybe I should do some like LinkedIn sleuthing and maybe we could get an astro marketer. <laughs> On the podcast. I mean, that has to be a gay, right? A straight would never. Like, that's like, that's like the gayest shit I've ever heard. Like, that's literally the principle of our entire podcast. Yeah, gays scheming. Like, corporations. Gay scheming corporations. So. Yeah. Get like, your bag. I mean, we started it out as a joke, but like as we've said many times on this podcast, there are no We're good very ideas powerful. or bad ideas, and the bad ideas usually win. Like, hi, this is my astral marketing consulting company. We work with uh, Lululemon. <laughs> we'll give you the ass of your dreams. Woo! <laughs> but it will only be in your dreams. <laughs> We also sell mirrors. <laughs> oh boy. Um, the ethics are questionable. Um, but I think we might have gotten a prediction close this past time. Shocking. It was like close. It wasn't it wasn't nail in the head. Henry, Henry Kissinger is still alive. Yeah. But Shocker. Diane Feinstein is dead. She is. <laughs> That's got to be worth something, because that was like, you know, she was an ancient politician. Yeah, she so. was a, basically a mummy. <laughs> I hope that I someone on Twitter was like, yeah, they. I hope they entomb her staffers with her. In her, because <laughs> they were, they were, they were, they were keeping that puppet going. The poor, yeah, yeah, damn. That's like that has to be elder abuse. I don't like <laughs> too much. Um, so we predicted a late season hurricane for the north, the Pacific, or sorry, yes, the east, uh, New England, essentially, yeah. and it happened. Tropical storm hit Portland, mm-hmm. Maine. So yeah, that was close. We, that was close. I bet um, that fucked up some plans. Yeah, so that's uh, that's how we're doing. <laughs> we're not totally out of the woods with hurricane season yet, um, but the temperature is supposed to drop here pretty significantly starting next week, which yeah signifies the end. Uh, we might not have any fresh water here in New Orleans in like three weeks, so that's be so fun. bananas because it's like when you think of New Orleans, you think of water. Someone said that we got, yeah, someone said that it's like we got a deconstructed hurricane this year. Like, it's just like a hurricane, like, in small pieces over many months. Because, like, a bunch of trees just randomly fell down. Uh, A lot of power went out because of the heat. Oh, Uh, did the trees fall down because it was too hot? Uh, That, and there might, I think there's some kind of weird, like, botanical disease that's infecting some of them. Some swamp. So yeah, someone was like, "We just had a slow, pretentious, deconstructed hurricane this summer." Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, que sera, sera. 
Uh-huh. Stay tuned and find out. We'll give you, uh, what are they calling it? The salt wedge? The salt wedge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, I haven't heard about it except for, I follow the New Orleans subreddit because there's, like, funny jokes and car flips, and that's where I heard about it. Meanwhile, then, I just got, and I, I will be contesting this, uh, the water company just sent me a, how much was it? $426 bill for last month, which is almost be 420. Right. Well, it's because yeah. they know they're not going to have bills they're... for a while. <laughs> Yo, that is so shady. It's so shady. Uh, oh my God. The they're record... like, I heard there's not going to be any salt water. Let's just pump up these bills. For the record, right. my, my water usually bill like is usually bucks, right? on average about $89. Yeah. No, that literally seems like, oh, three months, no water. Let's just. Do some math. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, Godspeed to that. And, like, honestly, these, like, it's just the business of America is just so unethical. Like, that's absolutely what happened, Kaylee. And they were just yeah. like, oh, shit, we're not going to have water. Let's just crank up the bills for no reason because. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got to shore it up because people might not be paying their bills for a while. <laughs> what i'm so glad i'm so glad my um water bill is tied to my landlord his name and not mine yeah god speed um let's go into tarot time what are we pulling from all right buffy deck because i just haven't changed it out it's still at my desk uh all right this is this is gonna set the tone. The magician. <laughs> yes. You know this is the card that you pulled for me this month. There we go. Oh, that's a good looking card. Well, actually, it's kind yeah. of blurry. Oh no! Well, it's yeah, because of my filter. Uh, but that's it's Willow. Willow. You need to the... translate for the non-Buffy people because okay, so Willow's I... one of the main. One of the main characters on Buffy, and she starts out on the show as Buffy's just kind of like nerdy, awkward, uh, shy, introvert friend. And over the course of the season, probably becomes the most powerful character. Mm. Uh, she starts discovering in like season two that she has an interest in witchcraft um, and starts developing her power. And then, like, over time, like, meets other witches. Uh, definitely. Uh, gets addicted to magic at one point and like I've been there yeah and then uh, who me no it, never that's kind of what we're talking about this is what we're talking about yeah, this episode actually the seasons becomes the big bad like the big bad for the season of like uh, because she experiences in the midst of her magic addiction experiences a personal tragedy and it and she goes totally full dark um, mm. and then this feels very personal, Kayleem. Yeah, and then the follow up <laughs> uh, is about her like redemption arc and coming to like a p good place with a good balanced place. Oh, you said full connection. dark. I thought you meant like going dark on your phone. No, 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 I'm no, not no. Full dark. She goes no, full evil. Like she goes full evil. Like oh. her, she's a redhead, and it, when she goes evil, her eyes and her hair go completely jet black. Mm. Yeah. But she's brought back by the power of friendship. That sounds right. 
Isn't that right, Kayleen? You will save yep. me from the dark forces with the power yep. of friendship. Yep. 100%. <laughs> or I will join you. <laughs> yeah, fuck this place. Let's go. Let's burn it you down. Doing, you doing good, bud? That's how you I know when okay, Kayleen... That's, that's what Kayleen says to me when she's worried. She calls me bud. She's like, uh-huh. you good, bud? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps not. Like... <laughs> um. No, that's a, this is actually a really good card that we pulled today, and I feel like the whole magic addiction part is really going to go well with this episode because, I mean, the magician is, like, the first card besides After zero. Yeah. yeah. It's zero, it's and then card it's number, number one. one. Yeah, um, and it really is about, and, like, the one of the things that's important to note always, like, there's... Uh, some symbolism that's always present on a magician card and one is the infinity symbol mm-hmm. and the other is that all of the minor arcana is represented so you're always going to have a wand uh, a sword a coin and a cup um, mm-hmm. showing that like you are have a master of the elements and that everything you need is at your fingertips yeah so the magician a, yeah. is about reinforcing that like you have what you need already that you are already powerful and that you just need to like step into it and embrace it. Well, and also I just learned this the other day and I told Kayleen and she was like, yeah, duh. The fool has like their stick with something in their, their like their little, what is it? Like the sack with the stick? Like, I don't know what it's called. It's called a gunny sack. A gunny sack. And so then in the magician, we see that what was actually in the gunny sack is not just like dumb stuff. It's literally all of the elements yeah. that you need. Yeah. It's which I thought sack. was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you have literally all of the elements, you know, to air bend, to whatever, manipulate whatever. Because that's the other thing that I really want to talk about uh, the magic and manipulation line. Because I think the magician can like really toy that line depending on like how you want to look at it like is the magician a master manipulator or is the magician just like you know a pure alchemist which is just like the the nuance of everything right um so this is like a really cool card to pull and i'm really excited and i think we should just jump into the like the the main dish um and we can talk more about the magician there um at the table we are serving the main dish but basically (laughs) we're talking about power and yeah like specifically like magical power or spiritual power or the power to stretch yourself and what that all entails and also kind of like the transformation that you go through when you want to step into your power what that looks like, and also some of the more dark sides of it that I feel are very, very misrepresented in what people want to, like, love and light things away. Spiritual bypassing. It all comes back to that. <laughs> what? It, have we talked about spiritual bypassing? Yes. I always kind of forget, and maybe that's me spiritual bypassing. Well, no, it's like when you try to love and light your way out of, like, everything. Uh, when you're like, oh, institutional racism, have you tried love and light? Yeah. Have you tried, like, uh, shifting your, your mindset? Yeah. Have you tried shifting your mindset out of poverty? Uh, it's just like, it's it's when you 
are, are like, have you tried uh, love and lighting your way out of school shootings? It's like when people are experiencing like really intense, like big scale structural tragedies that is not just like a single person's attitude. Uh, and they're like, well, this could be improved if everyone just meditated a little bit. Yeah. The power of positive thinking their way out of it. Like, actually, yeah. we do need some constructive, uh, yeah, it's just, or or when you're like, oh, you're depressed, love and light, perhaps? Just yeah. like, it's like, it's like a very simple, overly simplified way of navigating, like, the darker sides of reality and life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think we live in a time where the dark probably holds more power than the light. And I feel like that is very controversial for people to say, uh, for me to say, and, like, maybe that makes people feel uncomfortable. But, like, think about the scale of, like, where we're at and how we got here. And, like, how would you not expect to utilize the, the most powerful energy that we have. Like, yes, it is dark, but also, like, it doesn't have to, like, kill you. I, right. I think I've talked about this before. Like, we're at a time where it's, like, you're either going to decide that you're, like, fucking alive and you're going to do everything in your power to stay that way or you're going to get drained. Like, the, 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 yeah, it's going like to slow drain you. Most people even talk about shadow work as if it's, like, a thing you could love and light away. Like, they, I feel like most people approach shadow work wrong, where uh, they're like, well, you have to embrace your dark side in order to, like, not have it be, like, have power over you. And I'm like, I don't think that's the point, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about making it go away. <laughs> no, it's not. And, like, the thing is, it's, like, some of, the, like, the darkest things that have happened to you in your life, or even just, like existing with such like abject suffering and poverty that is just like you see around it's like how it's not something you fix does that make sense like it's not something you can just right. be like oh it's all better it's just like oh like maybe we're gonna play on the same team for a little bit like uh all right like what what can this teach me about myself um about like this dark part of myself that I want to be like, oh, this doesn't, this isn't, this isn't real. It doesn't affect me that much. But then you're like, oh no, actually this affects me a lot, but I can still have agency and autonomy over how it affects me versus like, oh no, this is like not a big deal. And being like, no, 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 actually this is a big fucking deal, but this is how we're going to move through it and how yeah. you're going to shape that. And also that like, not every bad or traumatic thing that happens to your life and informs, like, your power and your view has to be something that you have to put a positive spin on in the end. Oh, I like, know. It was a lesson. That you heal from. Yeah. That you have to, like, quote-unquote heal from. Or, like, yeah, you could, it could be a, it could be a raw open wound if you want it to be. Yeah. And it's also, like, a lot of people... <sighs> Like, I think of Rasputin, and I don't know a ton about Rasputin, but I know had a hell of a life. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Unkillable, terrible, terrible man. One of the most powerful Huge men. Huge penis. Yeah. Huge penis. 
but like one of the most mythical, you know, beings like of our time. And he was fucking wretched, clearly like unkillable. Um, And now people, I think people don't feel like emotional about it as I'm sure they did then. But uh, trying to think that like these people that have like this great power are good people um and i think i like with i feel like in 2020 we had this kind of like awakening and everybody was like into manifestation and tarot cards and da 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 um and i think that there's been a lot of like uh not a ton of transparency around what is going on and we see these people uh, these influencers and just like this major rhetoric and I mean even people like Oprah where they're just like yeah just like change your mindset and like um, just do these like manifestation practices and like hire a life coach and honestly I'm not gonna uh, affirmation yourself out of whatever your bad attitude is and and you can have whatever you want I like all that stuff here's the thing but like there's stuff behind the scenes. There's always going to be stuff behind the scenes. And the people, like, I'm curious. Like, maybe this is me being a little, like, I don't speculative, skeptic. Uh, you know, these people that have had, like, these massive social media followings or fame, like, what do your altars look like? What are you giving to the underworld? You know what I mean? Like, like every... In every religious practice, every ancient religion, there has always been sacrifices to the gods. There's always been offerings to the gods. Like that, that's just, that's just 101. And so to say that like, oh, like the, the, uh, working with source or, you know, the, the new energy and like, you don't have to do that. Okay. Okay. Like, what do you, where is it coming from then? If you're not comfortable talking about it, that that almost makes me more nervous. And you're just telling me I need to journal more? Okay, how yeah. are... Do you think it's a coincidence that uh, Oprah and The Rock hosted a fundraiser <laughs> right after a giant, like, <laughs> fucking, like, killer, for- killer fires? No, it just doesn't seem... None of, and people were like are starting to like see through it. We're just like, okay, like this is like a lot bigger and insidious than we're giving. Um, because I mean, I feel like Oprah was the person who put the secret on the map, right? Um, yeah, I want to know what's going on behind. What is what is Oprah not telling us about her spiritual practices? Who does she like? Who does she have? Uh, you know, uh, on on contract who's like setting up her altars (laughs) oh i know and it's like why i really i guarantee you it is not a magazine collage vision board (laughs) even though she may tell you that that's her key to manifestation yeah and like yeah like saying your affirmations in the mirror and like ice dipping and like again i like all of that shit i really do but there are two sides of the coin and listeners you will never know some of the shit that I do, I will never fucking say it out loud <laughs> because that is none of your fucking business. Um, and that's healthy and that's good. And I feel like with the magician, that is also like a master manipulator. And I feel like, you know, with this whole brand that I've made of like fake guru, people just want to be given the answer. 
right, of these people who have these power, this power, and they're never going to fucking tell you what they do. Yeah, so they're I never actually, gonna tell you. Um, you don't get I that. Watched a, I watched a movie last week uh, called The Master. It's by, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm-mm. But it's like Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it's very clearly like the story of Scientology without actually being explicitly about Scientology. Gotcha. Like, Phil, Philip Seymour Hoff, Hoffman plays, like, the L. Ron Hubbard-type character. Gotcha. And I watched it with some people that were like, I really thought that this movie about, like, the development, like, about a man who falls in with a cult leader was going to be, like, that it was going to be a lot more, like, charismatic. And he was it was going to be, like, this big, like, you know, I thought I was going to want to join the cult watching this movie. And I was like... Well, no, because, like, if you know anything about cult leaders, they're just guys who are, they're just narcissists who are good at manipulation. Mm -hmm. They're not, like, movie stars. They don't Mm -hmm. have that energy. They're just very, very good at identifying vulnerable people and manipulating them. Mm -hmm. They're good at finding people who really want them to give them answers and Mm -hmm. lead them along. It's not like a cult of personality. It is just a cult of manipulation. And that's that's Jim Jones. That's all the big cult leaders of our time have just been very good at identifying vulnerable people. Well, you took off. You, you're you not on social media anymore. Thank God. Right. Good for her. Um, but I was posting about love bombing because I think it's very interesting how dating culture modern dating culture is kind of like pushing us into isolation i really do think this like like we're they're just like that's a red flag they're not good enough for you and it's just like it's just like online shopping for people and it's just like a person is a person and all a relationship takes is two people that both want to make it work that's it like it's not that deeper and if you decide you don't want to make it work or they decide they don't want to make it work it's okay But anyway, there's this new word called, like, it's not super new, but you hear it a lot where people say things like love bombing. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's like, I looked it up and it was a cult term when you, like. I always heard about it in association with the cycle of, like, abusive relationships. But. Yeah. Well, that's. So it started because it was like people would give all of this love to somebody and then use it to manipulate them take and them, it was take it for a, like, manipulate cult. them with the taking it away and yeah, yeah. and it was for yeah. cult but it's been like co-opted in like early stages of dating where people were like is he a love bomber and i was like or are people trying to navigate the complex emotions of what's love? the difference between love bombing and new relationship energy yeah i know that i was just like uh, keep love out of this like you you can right. say whatever you want but i was just like now people are being afraid if they're getting affection that they are being love bombed and I, and people are just like self-sabotaging that way um i mean i've definitely dated people who went on really really heavy at the beginning and like i think it's more of not necessarily like i think it's more people who are like insecure who think that the way to like lock somebody down is with just like overdoing it on gifts and affection and that's yeah but it's also like i feel like that's also very cultural that's very cultural because a lot of other cultures it's very normal in early courtship to get a lot of affection and a lot of gifts that's just yeah, how you I don't know. Date. I call, it's also yeah. I, Tell me, you've never funny. dated a Middle Easterner, you know? Like, I, come I, on. I've I I've 
I've coined the term the Libra love bomb because that's my experience with Libras. Oh, Libras, they never, I never even get that far. I freak yeah. them out so quickly. No, but, they really try to draw you in and then hold it against you later. But I was just like, let's not uh, use like the same word that was coined for Larry out. Oh. Yeah, like cult this term that that was originated with cult leaders who would murder people as like, uh, oh, my God, online dating. Am I being love bombed? Or, or it's just like or just people. Yeah, maybe desperate for some fucking love in like very, very unprecedented times. Anyway, I that's just like a bit of a tangent. Yeah, I think here. we're all just maladjusted. And I think um, I agree. Yeah. I also think it. that we're so quick to assume that everybody has bad intentions. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of people have selfish intentions, but I don't necessarily think that people's intentions are malicious. No, and this is why I think that most people don't have that bad of intentions because, like, to be truly evil, like rat sputin evil, like you have to get to know yourself so deeply to know, A, your power, and then like what you're capable of. And like, I don't think yeah. most people have done that. I don't think most people yeah. are present enough to be evil. I really don't. Yeah, I think I think self-awareness is just not there for yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> like, I think people are in a haze and they are barely like, barely, yeah. It, it's just very cloudy. Whatever's going on, it's just like, very cloudy and I just don't think people are frankly like the weapons that they want us to believe and I also think it's more of like tearing the proletariat apart of like oh yeah like everybody's a red flag like uh your friends are toxic these people you're dating are toxic and it's like cool now you're alone overpaying for things like struggling to keep your head above water because you don't have a you're not supposed to do this alone like that that's always been rule number one you know um and this is yeah from do you some... think do you think like uh tribal communities were like mm, red flag yeah <laughs> uh, no they found no, a place for actually, that person you yeah. know and maybe yeah, that there's a place and there's restorative justice and there's yeah. like it all feeds into this very carceral attitude of things as well i think that like people who do things we don't like deserve to be punished yeah and that punishment is isolation yeah. We got to cut them out of society. And that does no good for anyone. Yeah. And then you just have people, more people living on the fringes. And guess what? The more people that are living on the fringes mean the actual center of society is going to get destabilized because there is impact in numbers. So the more people right. you push to the fringes, they're going to die. They're either quickly or slowly. There's going to be less people. There's going to be also like less faith in the system. Like I was thinking about this the other day about like the whole like smash the patriarchy and like f like uh, let's like burn it all down with capital. I think it's just doing it on itself. I think it's it's I think it's self regulating at this point. Like I don't think we even need to like do much i think we're just watching it happen in real time because that's there's expiration dates on these things and it's just like hap like we don't even it's self-destructing honestly the system is doing what the system was meant to do 
um, and, it, and it can't last any longer. Um, okay, back to power. <laughs> well, this is this ties in because also with like our whole apocalypse magic motif, like w- as these structures are rapidly crumbling, you have to know yourself to not get swept into things. I think we're going to absolutely step – there's going to be a lot more vulnerable people and there's going to be new si- systems to, like, sweep those people up and, in, in, like, ideas of, like, protection or whatever. I, honestly, like, I think we are going to see a resurgence of cults because I think resources are going to get kind of strange and we're going to go back to, like, a more – Community living, like sharing. I think food we're already there. Yeah, I think cults are already there. I think what I think cults are already alive and well. Do you know They're... anybody in a cult? No, I know. I know some people who are born into cults, though. I know a few people who are who are part of the Moonies, when, like their parents are Moonies. Yeah, uh, I feel like I know periphery cult people, but not like proper cult. But I, mean, I think like, we'll really like, be there when we both personally know people like, you know, yeah. oh, they're in a cult or like they weren't in a cult and now they are. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I'm kind of pro cult. I think uh, for me to join one, I think there'd be I would need sex um, and some cool people and some decent food. And I think I'd be fine. Yeah. Um, um, I also, yeah, I feel like what's what's the difference between a cult and all the queer friends you have talking about buying a farm somewhere and escaping society? The cult like actually common, did it. Yeah, I feel like that's like a common, uh, I feel like I'm one of the only ones of my friends when I'm like, I'll come and visit, but you have to have Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I will not be joining the collective but I'll come and say hi every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I, I like my city life, actually. Yeah, it's the city pirate. I will, I will become a city pirate. Oh, yeah. I love being a rat. Um, so we'll see how we'll okay. see how I fare in the in the freshwater wars. OK, of New Orleans. I want to talk about something that I also feel like people don't talk about a ton, but it's like kind of there. Like when you get spiritual power, psychic power, spiritual gifts the subsequent like almost like psychosis I don't want to use that word because that's such a like a dramatic word but like when you start to like work within the worlds like reality really gets blurred or when you start to like co-create at a magnitude that is scary you know what I mean like none of the the manifesting girlies will really tell you that like oh when you write something or when everything on your vision board comes true like do you feel mentally stable when that happens or do you feel like you're fucking psychotic because honestly if you don't feel psychotic like oh i i don't i don't believe you i don't like i feel like or you were or you were or you were were dreaming too small yeah 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 that's but like when people are like I manifested my husband and I'm just like, and you don't feel, you know what I mean? Like what, how did you feel? Cool, after you created that? a golem. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, um, but kind of like with 
these activations because I these past few weeks I've been really having like intense dreams like almost every dream I've been having has been coming true I've been doing a lot of like underworldy stuff like passing people on like I have these strange dreams and then I find out somebody died like that happened twice this month and it's just like okay like this definitely seems like a spiritual gift it is what it is how do because people also use the word grounding but how what is grounding you know um especially when everything around you is changing how do you ground and I think for me and why I like to take these breaks and like go dark and we talk about it all the time of like there's just so much input so much input so if you have this input from the subconscious realm and then sit like input from the conscious realm and then all of these fucking screens and social media like just kind of like rewiring your brain like you need to take time for yourself and just listen to yourself um and yeah maybe that is some isolation but honestly it's more of like get off your damn fucking phone (laughs) because like if anything's gonna drive you crazy I think it's gonna be more likely like your screens I I don't know if we could maybe you could like bring yourself into madness of course you can but for me personally I can handle myself. I can handle my power. What I don't like and what is going to make me feel like jeopardized and like mental stability is all this input from other sources. I did delete. I That's why I deleted all the social media off my phone. How has that been I going? Um, I would say it's not like honestly the impulse to grab my phone and just be on it has not gone away. Mm hmm. Um, I, I, apparently my screen time still has gone down though. Cause my report yesterday said it's gone down by 20%, even though I still feel like I'm spending too much time on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I've just realized that I was using it as a procrastination tool in a way that was like very destructive. Um, I was like losing sleep. I was doing it to avoid work. I was doing it to like. I was realizing, like, this is, you know, when you feel out of control, uh, you do things to, like, be like, I'm in control of my time. Um, and it was, like, that kind of, like, defiant, uh, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of people who have, like, defiant insomnia. I forget the actual term for it. But it's people who are, like, severely overscheduled who then will um, uh, basically, like, give themselves insomnia to assert some kind of control over their their time. Hmm. So like they have more hours to work? No, so like they're they're they their days are filled with work and their nights are not, but in order to like exert control over their the time that they do have control over, they just like won't sleep because they're like, well this is one thing that I can control whether I sleep or not. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a weird, it's like a weird little subset of, um, I forget exactly what it's called. But yeah, it was like I was using my phone as a crutch to like be resistant against obligations. And that's just not constructive right now. So I deleted everything. How, when did you do that? Um, uh, a couple weeks ago. I went overboard. I delete. I realized later that I had to reinstall Facebook Messenger because there are some people who only contact me through there um but originally i just deleted a ton of shit um 
but I have no Facebook. I have no Instagram. Um, I did discover that you can upload photos to Instagram from a web browser now. Nice. So the stuff that does need to go up for like work or social, like work related reasons, I can just do from my desktop or from mm-hmm. the Chrome browser without installing the app. So yeah, it's, it's better. Good. I'm reading. I, I'm like, uh, it's just like finding the thing to replace the habit of like scrolling to make your brain mm-hmm. like calm down. It's like just to, what you need to do to self-soothe. Uh, I haven't quite figured out. What have you been trying? Reading mostly. But sometimes my brain is too tired to do that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just I feel like figuring out our screen addiction is uh, probably the most important thing that we do. Uh, yeah. This it's also sometimes I just uh I've definitely been overworking like it's busy season uh but sometimes it's just like the best way to fight off anxiety is through action so mm-hmm. just do the thing even if it is like a little bit unhealthy you know mm-hmm. to be working as much as I am right now but I'd rather do it than just sit around worrying about it while I'm supposed to be relaxing. I saw this uh, TikTok, actually. I, I subscribed to this newsletter, and they have, like, they're very, like, tongue-in-cheek. And it was, like, this video series of, like, they were, like, yeah, in my spare time after my 9 to 5, I volunteer for a tech company. I give them all of my information and all of my preferences for hours a day after my work. And it's just, like, honestly, though, like, if we just framed it, like that more often like we would feel so fucking stupid we're just playing into their hands like it's it's really yeah it's something and i say this and like instagram has like definitely changed my life honestly tiktok too i've made amazing friendships and connections on that but like combating the scroll i mean it's also like the most brilliant minds Instead of, like, solving the poverty crisis or a water crisis, it's the most brilliant minds are getting paid millions of dollars to keep us addicted to our phone. So it's not, right. like, it's literally by design. I think about that a lot, especially, like, when I see all the cars in the parking lots. And it's just, like, it's by design. Like, so much good. I mean, I, w- I did urban planning for, like, a couple years in school. And, like, so much just, like, good design changes how you perceive yourself and the world around you um so just keep that in mind too like if you are trying to do something like to stay off of your phone more like you're you're battling actual evil people like (laughs) um yeah um i don't have a bro book review um but yeah i don't know i guess (laughs) the plugs uh entrepreneurs.com podcast on instagram and then we have uh sign up for our email newsletter expect some stuff coming there as well as some eventual updates on events that we will be doing once we're out of the woods i'm out of the woods actually um and then for me uh i am posting um on instagram and tiktok the dot fake guru change the dot somewhere yeah but i'm nowhere yeah she's don't find me yeah she's doing great um 
So, yeah, that's our show, and we will see you next time. Have a gay day.